Hi, everybody. Welcome and apologize for not being live today. Um, you know, with this show, it's always something, but uh, out of our control today. Uh, but uh, we nonetheless want to bring you an amazing show. So thank you so much for watching. This is The Yard Sign. I'm Johnny Torres, your host as always. Got a great cast of characters for today's show. And of course, plenty to talk about since uh, quite a bit has changed since uh, we were here together last week. And so let's go ahead and bring up today's topics. And, uh, and then I'll uh, introduce today's cast we've actually got a new face on the show which i'm excited about uh we're gonna break down the election results uh which i i guess could now be uh, pretty much considered election results and if not i'm sure one of them will uh, correct me but uh we'll also uh, bring it down to the state level because uh here in florida uh governor ron DeSantis introducing uh, what can be uh basically summarized as an anti-mob bill and uh, we'll tell you why in just a little bit state of the economy you brought in somebody who might know a little something about that and uh, he's going to be our fresh face for the today's show. And then Biden's transition executive orders. And, uh, you know, again, uh, wasting no time uh, to try to undo the Trump presidency. Biden has uh, already laid out what his plans are going to be. Again, uh, going back to politics of old, right? And making the, that narrative known in the first hundred days and seeing how much you can accomplish. And so, We'll pick apart what those executive orders are with uh, this uh, bunch of characters over here. Uh, God, let's go ahead and turn it over to our center table. Hey, uh, look good-looking group for tonight. And again, from uh, left to right, got a fresh face on the far left. That is Dalton Grados. What's up, buddy? What's up? How's it going? Glad to be here. Thanks for uh, joining us. We'll talk a little bit about uh, exactly what you bring to the table, uh, yeah. literally, figuratively, in just a minute. Joe Wicker, back on the up, show. Guys? What's up, buddy? How you doing? You doing all right? Coffee kicking in? 7.30 p.m. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep it going. Keep it, keep it going. Uh, how strong are we talking on a scale of 1 to 10? Well, it's, it's whatever. Uh, it's it's Keurig French Press, so I, I don't know. The Bakemore Pies it? special? It's Bakemore Pies, yeah. <laughs> all right. And now becoming a regular on the show, uh, which we're excited about, uh, looking awfully tan today, is Jody Lopes. <laughs> Hey, you mean becoming a regular again? Right, exactly. Uh, yes, I just took correct. a hiatus, and now uh -huh. you can't get rid of me again. No. Although I am double caffeinated up compared to Joe, because I had a Coca Cola on my way here and a and a coffee when I got here. So wow, let's go. So today's going to be an interesting day. show, uh, to to say the least. And on the far right, that uh, beautiful gentleman over there, who's in dire need of a haircut, is Anibal Cabrera. Oh, no, I got a good haircut. It's fine now. Uh, I have not been caffeinated whatsoever because right. uh, this doesn't work for me anymore. Yeah, I don't blame you. Well, and uh, I don't know. You on caffeine, that's a dangerous combination there. So no, that, that wouldn't not be, really. That wouldn't be the dangerous conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, again, thank you, everybody, for watching today's show. Again, we got uh, quite a bit of uh, topics. And so we'll start with election results now that, uh, you know, the, the remaining states have just about all been called. Uh, it looks like, rem remind me, guys, that uh, Georgia went uh, for Biden, Arizona, um, and Pennsylvania all went for Biden. Uh, did I get that right? I did. Pennsylvania. Supposedly. 
Yeah, I don't know where anybody's gone. Allegedly. So, well, well, we're a little short on the internet side today. I'm seeing Georgia's still not called yet. So, on the. Right, it was like blue ish, right? Yeah, Yeah, blue ish. uh, Google is saying that Georgia is still not too close to call. And I just read a report that Google just found, or Google, that Georgia just found another 2,600 votes uh, that were uncounted Mm. mysteriously. So, where are they finding them? More than. Yeah, but is 2,600 votes really going to. No, it doesn't. Swing the results. Especially in a state that size. I think it's 12,000 different. I mean, I'm I'm looking at real clear politics who honestly, at the end of all this, were the ones that truly held out until the results were firm. Correct. Um, And they've got all the states called. Uh, so Arizona, Nevada, Georgia, Pennsylvania, um, all gone for Trump. I'm sorry, all went for Biden, uh, with the exception of North Carolina, which did eventually go to Trump. Um, but again, by one, two points across the country. I mean, it's it, it's amazing. This was a pretty incredible race, and uh, I mean, so many things. I think both affected the race. Uh, and 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 have kind of put this in this precarious position here because I think if there had not been coronavirus, I think it would have been a Trump landslide. How does how does how do Republicans win all all up and down the map, and then Trump lose? Trump's well, we talked the one about Republican. It. Well, we talked basically. about it in the other show, which is the one percent. And I, I, I'm skeptical about this theory, but the 1% of Republicans out there who did not like Trump, but were still going to vote Republican down the line everywhere else. Um, and, and again, with an anomaly like Trump as president, um, as polarizing as he was on both sides of the aisle, that could likely be the factor. I mean, I think that's, it's more common than we want to think that it is. Correct. Right? Like, and, I, and I just think that it's, it's showing now. But yeah, and and I think a lot of people, if they did that, probably thought no harm, no foul, because we'll keep if as long as they go red down the ticket, we we keep Senate, maybe we win some House, right? So, which which really did happen? Yeah, we still have two more uh, Senate races to be um, voted on, which will be January fourth, I believe, in Georgia for those two particular um, the runoffs, right. yeah, the runoffs in those Senate seats, which Republicans are actually very confident they will be able to pick up. Um, just because for special elections, it's whoever gets who can actually get the vote out. And you're going to see a lot of uh, big hitters in the Republican and the Democrat side uh, do their best to get those votes out there. But I have to agree, I think a lot more Republicans than we thought. And a lot. And again, he made inroads with blacks, with Latins, with, even with females. It was that 4% increase in the white educated male that really took him off. Why didn't that happen it. in Florida? I don't understand the Florida outlier. So Florida's a very diverse state, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Republicans in Congress picked up two House seats. In South Florida. To, in South Florida, mind you, okay, which is majority-minority. Mm-hmm. Then, on top of that, in the state legislature, which is another representation of, of down-ballot races, the Florida House picked up two seats and now is just shy of a supermajority. And Trump went, wins Florida by 300,000 votes. But in, but in a bunch of, but then in some of these other states that are your some of your typical swing states, Trump just you know gets annihilated. Like I, I don't know. Like it just it just doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't make sense to me. Oh, I'm sorry, Nebel. I was just saying. I think a lot of it has to do with how we handled the lockdown and coronavirus, and how I think in Florida we recognized how important our rights are. 
And I just think that in Florida, we said, there's no way we're doing what these other states are doing. And I think that's why we got the heavy Republican vote here. I saw an article that said uh, it was quoting a, uh, a regular um, hourly wage worker who said, who said, you know, I'm a Republican, but I didn't vote for Trump, but I voted for Biden with the hope, hopes to bring back some, some normalcy. And it reminded me of what we talked about a few weeks ago where I was referencing what, you know, Jeffrey Rivera had said, which is the, the, the left has created all this controversy for months and months and months now, whether it's coronavirus, the lockdowns, the um, usurpation of people's rights, religious liberties, you know, all sorts of stuff, plus the Antifa and the, the riots and things like that going on that, that people literally voted against their own self-interests just to bring back sense you know, of peace. peace peace and stability and and that the problem with that is is that we just taught people that we just taught politicians and consultants that if you want to win an election just cause chaos and mayhem and the people will literally get tired of it and they'll fire the guy that's there but that chaos mm-hmm. and mayhem mm-hmm. yeah. has different um different results at the end of the day in florida we won Florida handedly. We were able to pick up seats and everything else. In other parts of the country, they were able to. We were a, we were expecting a deficit of up to fifteen seats in the house. In the house, and we're up to what I think eleven, maybe twelve now. And and we is, picked up. Which and is we picked it up less than 10, 10. I think it's now we're in the single digits. Yeah. Well, we well we lost a, we lost a couple of seats. We we picked up seven, lost two for a net gain of five in 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 the Congress. Okay. And we, we, we won a Senate seat, lost a Senate seat. I mean, we knew we were going to lose. I mean, I think we knew we were going to lose uh, Cory Gardner in, in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, And then picked up the Alabama seat that we never should have lost anyway. You know, got that one back. Um, but, I mean, all over the country, you have Republicans winning, except, you know, at the top. Well, it's expected. We didn't do very well in Arizona. We did amazing in Texas. And in other parts of the country, I think the mid – I think the – the Rust Belt, those that didn't even show up to vote in 16 showed up to vote on the Democratic side for Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. Now, do I think there's still a lot of irregularities happening in those votes? Yes, but I don't think it's enough to flip those states back to Republican hands. I think the, I think the, the Trump narrative in some parts of the country did worse. And those parts of the country are suburban households outside of Phoenix, outside of Atlanta, outside of Illinois, where you expect it to be a higher Republican turnout. You didn't see that this time around. And that's what caused a lot of the flip, a lot of the states that flipped to where it is. Again, was it smart for Trump to attack McCain? No, no. it was never smart for Trump that to attack McCain. And that lost him Arizona. When you were watching um, news feeds and articles with Miss um, McCain on there supporting and saying not to vote for Trump. That works in Arizona. Yeah. It doesn't work in, in, in Ohio or in Florida, right. but it works in Arizona. Well, and look, and let's needs. be real. Not all, uh, not all military members are conservative. They're not all Republicans. Um, but it was one of the things that a lot of Republicans immediately took issue with. A lot of these Republicans that inevitably voted for Biden, um, these were folks that 
what that was one of those things mm-hmm. that I mean this this was an American hero. This was literally someone. It wasn't like he just served his time and you know and and went on about his life. This guy was literally a prisoner of war, and then to get disparaged in the way that he was by the president again never sat well with a lot of Republicans, um, and he continued to double down on that time after time, even after he, he died. And I think that, uh, again, that very well could have cost him Arizona. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Didn't bother me one bit. But, no, didn't bother but me. you're not the, you're didn't not the voter that it worked because with. no, I, I, I know what you're saying because what people, um, so first of all, I will acknowledge that, you know, in our lifetime, when John McCain was still living, you know, he, he, no, you know, when he was alive, there really wasn't anybody else alive that had suffered so much for their country, right? I mean, the guy just suffered so much. And and as a veteran, you know, we acknowledge that, and, you know, it, it is what it is, right? I mean, he has a unique story. Um, however, when whether you're a combat vet or not, when you get into politics, and that becomes your career field, okay, the rough and tumble of politics is to be expected – and, and actually, other combat veterans, 30, 40 years later, aren't going to have tons of sympathy for you because now all of a sudden you don't want to you know, but it you don't wasn't about, get involved in politics. But it wasn't about sympathy. It was blatant disrespect. John McCain was smacking around Donald Trump, and then Donald Trump got asked about it, and he made a stupid joke. People, I mean, come on. Obviously, obviously, what he said was even after he died. Obviously, what he said, obviously, what he said was was yeah, it's disrespectful, and and it was it was a stupid joke, um, but it's just something he said. And and I'm just saying that if you're in politics, and John McCain knew this, but the problem was some of the insults went far beyond John McCain. It wasn't just attacking him. It was saying like all prisoners of war when he said well you know losers or get caught or whatever it was you know like he would generalize some of the attacks on mccain are you talking about the stuff that that are you talking about the stuff that they said the purported that trump said in when he was in europe out of context because that was never that was on that was anonymous sources that said he said something and we don't even know you're you're just saying that by him criticizing John McCain, that's a that's a criticism of anybody that's a prisoner of war. Is that what you're saying? Well, he yeah. criticized John McCain for having been captured. Right, right. I mean, that yeah, that was right. on the record. Right, right. And that's right. what I'm saying. Like he disparaged an entire group of veterans. It was a dumb, um, it was for, a dumb for, joke. Their, for literally putting yeah. their lives on the line. I didn't see. I mean, look, I can tell when he's joking when he's not. And again, to me, that's that's a joke that may have been a joke, but crossed the line. I, I guess my point is, is that I guess my point is, is that I appreciate that civilians want to give deference to to combat veterans and and whatnot. But for John McCain, who had served in politics for like forty years, okay getting criticized and and taking some jabs you're not above it oh i'm not saying you know, he, you're not above i'm not it. saying I mean, he that you, he shouldn't have been criticized you know for his policies for going easy on obama like there's tons of stuff to criticize him on right but having been a prisoner of war yeah. and having gotten caught was definitely not one of them yeah i don't know how i don't know how much further that carried on i thought that was done and over with yeah, years but ago that's done and over with i thought that was a country, long time ago but not in but arizona. he doubled down even after he died yeah. it's an arizona conversation he when kept attacking yeah. mccain even after he when died. you talk about national politics and you're and in how you win the presidency is by states so the electoral college situation right. arizona is a very big play right and if you want to have that play you don't continually attack the one family that runs 
Arizona. It's like yeah. you purposely attacking the bushes he's not and expecting king. to win in Texas. In Texas. Right. Right. Not, yeah. or, or attacking the Kennedys. I, I voted and for McCain when he ran for president, and I respect the guy, but he's not a king. Yeah, no, but that's no, not, again, but that's that's not, not what, what we're saying. saying. That's not what we're saying. Yeah. I think you're missing the point to where we're not talking about national politics. We're talking about state and local politics. There are some yeah. people in some states you can't touch, and it just it, it is. What, what it does is. his wife? What does his wife and his daughter benefit by coming out and being so anti-Trump? What do they benefit from that? Other than what to to defend their dad's honor? They get a seat on the table in the what? new administration. They Maybe. took a bet. They yeah. made a bet. The bet right. won, and now they get a voice in the new administration. Because I think what a lot of people miss is that I don't think the daughter wants any part of the new administration. Yeah, I doubt it. I she's got her, she's more, got her show she on the clout. View. Yeah, she's, she's got her show that on the View. family has now I mean, much more She gets more to survive clout. on the I, View yeah. for another <laughs> season. I just, yeah. I just think a lot of people a lot of people that come out publicly for or against a candidate, people have to remember this may not necessarily be 100% the way they feel. A lot of people are are jockeying for position right and yeah. we got to remember that you know? yeah look no that's absolutely right yeah but again much like the cuban vote here i think mm -hmm. going after mccain in arizona again was the wrong move strategically i, I guess what especially yeah. especially after the primary like once you won the election like Who leave cares? the dude See, alone but the cuban once vote he died was a leave the vote. man alone right the um, cuban the cubans voted on policy I, I think no, right? they did and, vote on and, policy, but and, but what I'm saying is it would be like going out there and insulting the Cuban vote. Right, right. What's um, what's what's weird to me is that I do understand that personalities, you know, do play a role in people getting elected, but I I was surprised by how many people, um, I guess, voted against Trump simply based on their feelings and disregarding the policy. If you're truly a Republican... Well, you're Republicans that if, voted for that, Biden that, absolutely voted yeah. on their feelings. That, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. You're a Republican, and, and you understand the benefit... Of having of of people being able to have more individual liberty, more control over their money, less government intervention in their lives, and so you vote that way. But then you're gonna not vote for Trump, as if as if that's not going against your yourself. You're voting against your self interest. But we're not talking about which is odd we're not talking me. about tens of millions of people in this. At the end of the day, I'm gonna say it might be maybe maybe a hundred thousand votes. Throughout, collectively throughout all the states that we're talking about is what which threw it off and that means that's not a percent of one percent of the republican that's probably less than half a percent of the republican party and it's the tone that some people just i guess like we'll know when georgia comes out right when the 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 result of the senate yeah. seat of the senate races in georgia are gonna tell you a I'm, lot i'm really confident that we're gonna win but, those two seats. but at this point though then you have to wonder with trump being out of the equation do you then see a less interested Democratic vote in the runoff because probably. yeah probably. because they're like oh well you know the boogeyman's out of the picture so you know, they're not going to show except, up to vote again and Democrats yes. tend to not perform well except, in in like in runoffs and special elections yeah. Ex except the fact that because of the Democrat push for harvesting ballots and I'm using the word harvesting um, because of their push towards the mail-in ballot. Now, all those people that, that had ballots in the presidential election are going to automatically get those ballots now. So the votes are going to be out there for them to win those Senate seats if they can get if they can harvest the ballots and get all those. Did Georgia automatically send out everyone mail-in ballots? 
Because I don't think that was one of the states that did that. I, I, think, I, I don't know. I'm but, almost positive but it's not. But we're talking about an election that's two months later. If I mean, I can't, I can't imagine that they're not just going to send those ballots back out. I don't yeah. think. I'm almost positive, knowing who the governor and how he but was I'll the supervisor what, of election last but cycle. But either way it goes. He did not, I don't here, think they sent so out. So here's the thing, though. Either way it goes. The Democrats know every single voter that voted in 2016, uh, or excuse me, in just now for the president um, in this election, and they're going to have the data to now go after those people and, and drive them out to vote. And I think it's going to be really hard to convince them to come out and vote again. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, again, so. the boogeyman. What's so. the motivator? Yeah, yeah the motivator has got Trump out. Now, yeah. now nobody cares. Before I forget, and then maybe we should uh, – Maybe we should bring our new cast member in on it. So somebody who's not so political. But before I forget, I just, I just want to throw this out there about Trump. As Trump loses, assuming he's losing and he's leaving you know, here soon. Do you think it's still Trump, up in the air? Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, don't think know. it flips I, at this I'm point. seeing. I well, I'm just. I don't want to go down this road. We, I know we talked about this offline. Well, we're talking about oh, election and we're going to talk I mean, about it. Okay, we're, we're going to talk know, about it. The but there's there's lawyers out there that are saying things that are that are really bombastic, and and they're lawyers. I mean, I, I I'm trying to give them some 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 benefit of the doubt. So if what they're saying is true, we'll see what happens. But here's the thing: Trump now becomes the de facto leader of an entire political faction in this country. Even as not even even when he's no longer president, sure. he's the Trump most prominent the leader. Republican. He yeah, is right. now the leader of a political faction, and that's never really existed. The president of the United States, or excuse me, the the uh, the president of of that uh, and that president's party, that person has always been kind of the leader of their party, right? And Trump's yeah. been the leader of the party for the last four years. I mean, I think in four years from now, if there is another Republican president, that person is president but they're sharing power with donald trump and if you're running for office in the next four years as a republican and donald trump is against you yeah, i think you got win. problems because it's not just so much republicans anymore now it's trumpers right. that's what i'm saying he it, he yeah. is the leader yeah. of a political faction and yeah. and that political faction is not the republican party yeah. the republican party is is merely a vehicle for that tr for the trump vote the Republican Party can't keep up with Trump. No, they can't. I mean, yeah. they don't like him. They can't keep up with him. Now, look, let, look, let's, you know, and, and I'll transition to the next topic on this now, which is that they're fundraising for two reasons right now. One is to fund these uh, lawsuits uh, right. that, the, that the campaign has going around. I don't think those are going to go anywhere. Where I do think the money is going to go is to the next evolution of the Trump campaign. Uh, I don't know, the Trump brand, the Trump political organization, which is um, endorsements, you know, campaigns, uh, you know, influence. Yeah, basically. Influence, He's going to be a kingmaker. He's going to be a kingmaker. Dalton, what are yeah. we missing? Well, what, are, what are we yeah, missing? Yeah, so I'll say one, one thing on this. So um, I actually worked uh, for the campaign uh, this election and uh, oh, okay. went out and knocked over. It was the first campaign I worked on, but I went out and knocked on a, a thousand doors uh, during this Great election. Number. In this, in this area, which obviously Florida went red, not Hillsborough County, but Florida in general, and um, you go out and knock on a thousand doors and you definitely get a, a sense of the pulse yeah. of things. And I ran into overwhelming support for Trump. And I could tell you that the main reasons you can, I mean, you can break down all these different issues and all these different, you know, things, things he said, you know, personality or, or whatever, healthcare, economy. But the number one reason um, was really 
because people were uh, seeing all of the the unrest, the rioting, and the and the looting, and um, and they really saw that there was only one side that was for law and order. Mm-hmm. There was only one side that really was like, you know, law and order. Like we will, we are not okay with this. So that was a big driver in the the rise of. Did you think it was going to be a landslide? I did Did think think? it was going to be a landslide. That's what my neighbors were saying. And um, the the second thing, I would say, the second thing, that would definitely be number one. The second thing is just people fed up with the lockdowns and restrictions and you know, they can't go to work and then they see and then they see these big protests happening and they're like, I couldn't go to my grandma's funeral and she died alone in the hospital. And and now in you have in in um But you get to protest, but you get to protest. Yeah, and even in the most strictly locked down areas like uh Philadelphia and Hollywood and Los Angeles, they had that broadcasted on the news. Fifty thousand people marching for BLM and all these things. So a lot of people so I, I saw there it seemed like there was much of a growth in what they call the silent majority, which was the Trump supporters, and the silent majority not being so silent anymore. Yeah. Um, so that's from my experience of that. You know, somebody was thought silent. it was a landslide. Somebody yeah. was All right, silent. So, so Dalton, now, now that we got you, you know, in in, in the action here, yeah. uh, I was going to tell you it's playground rules, you man. Yeah. You got to <laughs> yeah. just jump in here. So, uh, uh, real quickly, you don't have to tell us your employer, but tell us what you do for a living, because obviously that's going to fall into one of our topics today. Tell tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. Uh, so my company is uh, Grados Capital. I'm a, a one man show for now, but. Uh, I trade options uh, in the market every day, so I'm always looking and paying attention to the uh, the markets, and uh, you know just just growing that and building that up like any other business owner would. Yeah. Um, but I uh, my background previously was at a uh, a big financial firm as an advisor as well. So, cool. Yeah. Well, and then, so uh, again, uh, for those of you who can see the list of topics there, you can imagine why we have them. So We're you're a talk normal a little bit person. About, so yeah. Dalton's a normal, <laughs> a normal person. That's right. <laughs> so like we're going to talk person about trying to make it through entrepreneurship too, right. with all of this going on. So I'm, yeah. I'm kind of interested in how rough, the man. COVID situation where you're like doing your own mm-hmm. thing and you're a one person show, at least you can do it from home. Right. Probably what I'm doing now. Do. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about the economy and, uh, of course, how coronavirus affected that and uh, the Trump economy uh, versus, obviously, what we might have coming ahead of us. Uh, let's go ahead and reset uh, today's show. Again, thank you, everybody, for watching. By the way, big news, we are now on Amazon and Audible, all right? Hey-o. So if you happen to be on those services as well, uh, you can find the podcast slowly but surely. We're getting to everywhere you want us to be. Uh, so again, look for the yard sign on Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and Audible for the audio version of our podcast. Subscribe, leave us a rating, share it with your friends. Thank you so much again for those who listen to the podcast. And if you miss an episode, not only can you find it on uh, Facebook for the video version, but of course you can find every episode on YouTube as well. Uh, again, Dalton Grados joining us, Joe Wicker, Jody Lopes, and Anibal Cabrera. The DeSantis anti-mob bill, that's how the media is trying to position it here. It's basically uh, a a bill that is going to put tougher uh, penalties on anybody who riots, anybody who causes destruction under the name of protesting. Of course, liberals are going to make it out like some sort of First Amendment suppression. Um, You know, is is this necessary? Is this government overkill? Uh, How do you guys feel about this DeSantis I just think it's ironic that liberals are inadvertently supporting a Republican form of government. <laughs> and I don't mean as a party, right? For yeah, those listening, right. I mean a republic. Yeah. They all, all see the liberals are all about local rule. They're all about hometown rule, you know, 
and until it until it benefits them like when it's something like you know environmental policy they want everybody to do what they say to do but then let you do something that affects them in a way that they don't like and then it's like whoa 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 you know this isn't democracy it's not one size fits all it's it's local you know yeah well you guys rioted you destroyed businesses, and now you're getting a law put on top of you that's going to stop this nonsense. Yeah, and it's got a you lot loot, of things we in shoot. this law. Yeah. Yeah. You loot, we shoot. And do you have it there, uh, Jody? Do you have uh, some an outline? Or? I do, I do. I have some of the information that they're doing here. I am just going to try to run through it real quick. Don't uh, hate me if I mess it up. But seven or more people um, that cause property damage or injury to others, it becomes a third-degree felony. Um, you can no longer obstruct roadways and the driver is not liable for injury or death if they're fleeing that mob. Um, they can't purposefully hit you. But if they're fleeing, they're if you're fleeing, fleeing yeah, from yeah. it. Yeah. If you're preventing them from leaving. Right? Uh, you can't destroy or topple monuments. It's a second degree felony. Um, harassment in public accommodations. Also, oh, when you're at the restaurant, they can't come up and harass you anymore when you're sitting there. That's very nice. Yeah. Because um, that actually kept me out of a lot of places. Um, Rico. Well, St. Pete had a huge problem with that because yep. they have so much outdoor dining. Yeah, and they can um, enact RICO for the liability. So uh, Black Lives Matter, I don't know where that's going to go. Antifa. Antifa. Yeah. Um, increased penalties. There will be a mandatory minimum jail sentence of six months if you um, strike a police officer. Um, well, and again, these are all things uh, that they're all already laws in place for so i mean do you guys think that this is just overkill obviously some of this stuff is going to get smoothed out in the legislative session uh that's coming up we hope to have one of our state legislators with us on the show soon um but uh, do you think it passes as is or do you think this is something that kind of gets uh, a little bit of tweaking before it gets back to the governor's desk I mean, I think, to, to me, I think it's okay as is. I don't know what will happen in Tallahassee. But, you know, you did say these were laws that existed. And, yes, I do think some of these existed in different ways and probably lesser misdemeanors or, or lesser degrees. But what we found during the rioting here in Tampa was that even if you were arrested, the DA was just letting you go. Right. The, the sheriff was just letting right. you go. Yeah, they don't enforce the law. So what's the point? That you the, just that you yeah. take them off the street for maybe a night, yeah. you're putting a lot of people in harm's way while you're doing that, mostly our first responders, because frankly, if you're not going to back them up and punish people, why are they bothering getting involved in taking people off the street? Just let them burn shit, right? So um, I, I hope it stands, and I hope it gets out there, and I hope that it makes the local authorities just have to take a step back and say that we have to prosecute these things and we have to follow through with them and that we don't get to pick and choose if we're in the city of Tampa or if we're in Hillsborough County or we're in Manatee or wherever we are, is, we're going to follow the is same this, rule. Is this the same? Because I, I, I'm, I'm feeling like we saw this earlier. Okay, is this the same proposed legislation that a couple months ago during the height of the riots and whatnot, the governor the Speaker of the House and the Senate President uh, did a briefing and presented it. Is this the same thing, I think or is, is it a, different? I think this is a different, or this is because I, this is something different that the governor okay, said that because, he was introducing. Because out. what? Um, because when I thought this was that bill. Yeah, I think that, he, that's, he, that's this is the one he did with Grady Judd. That well, because the reason why I'm asking is is that when the governor, the Speaker of the House, and the President of the Senate do a press conference together about legislation, that's, that's the signal to you. That it's going to make it's it through. Go it's going to pass yeah. because we've got everybody on board. Already, it's yeah. going to happen. It might get tweaked, you know, a little bit here and there, but to get some buy-in from the Senate because you know they, you know, because they are what they are. But um, 
but that it's going to pass. And I'm just yeah, wondering, is this right. the same thing? Because I think it is the same bill. And look, okay. I the mean, media is it, just it, covering it again. Then. I mean, coronavirus, so the just the coronavirus was bad enough for our economy, uh, especially here in Florida, where we're so dependent on tourism. And then to have these riots and these protests uh, go on where businesses had to close, businesses had to board up, uh, customers were being harassed. Again, you know, we don't need that kind of, uh, you know, nonsense here in Florida. If you want to protest, by all means, go out there and walk your heart out, go to Tallahassee, go to City Hall. Um, but there's n absolutely zero need for destruction. So I think what happened, though, was they just brought it up at that press conference with like Grady Judd and everybody and they were all together and then I think now it's just coming back out because uh, we're, we're starting session to back up again. Okay well if so great because it sounds like most of it's going to make it through. Yeah, yeah I mean I, I remember when I first like uh, was looking at this article and, and the part where you know it's saying we can actually uh, would, would actually make it permissible to to shoot looters. I, my first reaction was like whoa like can you do that? But also I understand his reasoning for putting that in because if if that is allowed then guess who's not going to have a problem well, with you can't, well you <laughs> can't it's a preventative it's a preventative you can in certain states yeah because like, the issue the issue and and i'm not going to get into to florida state statute 790 but the uh the issue is that in many states you cannot use lethal force to defend property right mm -hmm. you can only use it to defend life now That's in some states in program. some states yeah in some states you can absolutely defend your property um and so i think this is kind of moving in that direction of being able to defend property but under certain circumstances right right you're awfully quiet on this one Anibal. um <laughs> the reason why i'm quiet about it is because i think it's just I think it's a lot of pomp and circumstance, honestly. You don't think it's going to happen? I don't, not to say I don't think it's going to happen. I think the law is going to pass and everything else. And I think what we're talking about is going to move forward. The problem that I see that's going to occur is the governor going to have to start having to crack heads when it comes to the local officials, making sure that they actually comply. Well, the biggest with the thing is yeah, making them do pay I a think, price. Do that's, I think it's going to happen? Honestly, I don't know. If you mess with their money, See, that's just it. These, 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 these politicians, man, the one thing you can guarantee is that if you say, oh, oh, you're, you're, you're taking money away from, from public safety for your crazy political stuff and letting people run rampant, cool, guess what? Now you're on the hook for all the lawsuits. Have fun. Because whatever money you saved, you're getting ready to spend. I also, I mean, I also feel that what's going to happen. That's what is, gets them to gonna, listen. It's going to run. It's, they're not going to listen. What's going to happen is that it's going to it's going to clog up the courts. That's going to be a huge situation. Yeah, do I think the, we're going to have I to believe, this? Oh, do they we, already did it. No, they I, already threatened. I think I Miami think, or somebody with with uh, with some uh, I think transportation money or some state money. They already threatened them with it and they backed off defunding well, police. And the antithesis is what happened here in Hillsborough County. That we had a riot. We uh, you know that burned down some businesses destroyed some other ones and then the uh the attorney the, the state attorney uh um andrew warren decided not Let to press charges out. you know and so these people get off scot-free basically saying you know what hey it's okay we get it you were angry you destroyed thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars maybe millions of dollars in infrastructure but you know it's okay you were angry and, and, he, was it, and the, he was re-elected think about it if you're a if you're the business owner yeah. he shouldn't have been the people in hillsborough county decided if to you're the him, if you're the business he owner he shouldn't have been you if you're the business owner you ought to be able to have some recourse when your government who who reg i'm not saying they should be able to but who regulates you 
then turns around and says, oh, we're not going to enforce the law. I would have the sued law. the state attorney and, and the sheriff's office and the police department. Well, and I just want to go back to like where you say you're, you know, you're a business and you're in a county that regulates you or a state that regulates you. Part of this, too, is that the insurance is regulated in each state as well. And as a business owner, you can't even buy coverage for these things because as a state, our CFO isn't making our policies change for that right and like i do Correct. not think that civil unrest should be well, covered I think under an insurance policy but if you have right. no core if you have no other recourse because that's and terrorism right is doesn't that. that fall under terrorism and act, acts of god or it whatever does. it's yeah. it's an exclusion All those things for are terrorist yeah. activity or something. but the but cfo writes think, the policies in florida i would and think they arson but them. but i mean i would think arson forget that it's political i would think arson I mean, somebody burns well, it goes your back to the think, first chain of events. That's covered. So yeah, it I think, goes back yeah, to the civil unrest. What she's saying is, I think is correct in regards to. I don't think any insurance policy is going. Not to a allow single that. one covers. But when you're when you're, the government is saying we're not going to stop it, boohoo for you. Like now you you know now you've had property damages. So there's there's just nowhere a property owner can get any type of protection back if we're not protecting them on the front end and stopping these things from happening or at least prosecuting and allowing you to be able to recoup some of your funds somehow from the people that did it all right it's well. gonna be it's gonna be an interesting road to see how this is gonna work out and how it's gonna play out at the end of the day i think it was a lot more pop and circumstance in regards to that don't get me wrong i agree with the law i i hope it gets completely implemented and everything else do i think it's gonna have lasting effects no i honestly don't think so and we'll see what happens do i think we're gonna have the same level of rioting and protesting that we had in the middle of 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 the summer, I don't think so at yeah. the moment. I don't think that's the reason why. The reason why these things and are so dangerous. That's we're, have, we're passing all this stuff mm -hmm. after we know that I don't think we're going to have the same kind of knee-jerk reaction. Oh, that we I had think in the summer. Right. The reason why this stuff is truly dangerous, and that's whether or not you are rioting and, and and looting and then not being prosecuted, whether it's for a leftist cause or a conservative cause or whatever, it doesn't matter. Groups of people that are able to break the law and then not be and then not face the consequences. It teaches the society mm -hmm. that there yeah. is that 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 you're not equal under the law, and that the law is no longer legitimate, and that your police powers, the police powers of the state, are being misapplied or not applied, and are there. And then and then the legitimacy of the state becomes into question. And if you start having people just saying, "Well, screw the law because it doesn't matter anymore." That that's that's like the beginning of the end. And you can't exactly have societies. That's what, what Andrew Warren like Seattle and, too. Yeah, yeah, you can't you, you can't happening. you can't yeah. start having you can't start having otherwise law abiding people say oh pff, whatever whatever. There's no law. I mean that's a dangerous that that's yeah. actually why the state has to always as best they can you know enforce the law because you have to have order in society and if you start just handpicking what you're going to enforce and what you're not you lose legitimacy and as you lose legitimacy as a government the citizenry just stop listening to you and that's a problem yeah and that's why i do applaud governor DeSantis for taking a firm stance in that that would be counter to the narrative that wants people to bow to the mob and governor sanders is like no that's not going to happen here so and he's really the like the number one governor of all of them that has taken such a strong stance so yeah he has he's done yeah. a good job he's setting a good example yeah all right well thank you again everybody for watching yeah. the yard sign i'm johnny torres your host uh we've uh, now reached the point where uh we're gonna put our new guest uh under fire here as we hey talk about the state of the economy <laughs> 
the state of the economy and uh, you know where we've been the past three years and of course uh, where we've been uh, this year especially with the coronavirus and what do we have to look forward to under biden administration so don gratos financial uh, advisor welcome to the show again yes, sir. Uh, thanks for joining us you know we saw a huge spike here um uh, i would say in this quarter um, as the, uh, the, the economy is now starting to figure out how to work around a coronavirus, uh, do you think that even under a Biden administration, short of a lockdown, does, does, it, does it drop off again? Um, or would it take a lockdown to see a drop off in the economy again? Or does it continue to recover? What, do you, what are your expectations? Yeah, yeah. well, uh, the important thing, as someone who trades in the stock market daily, the important thing to understand, which most people should understand is that the stock market is not the economy. Correct. Uh, the stock market, in fact, you have the S&P 500, uh, which is the 500 biggest companies in the United States. That's like the typical barometer that we go off of for saying, oh, the stock market's up. And then of the top 500 companies in the S&P 500, you have the big five, Apple, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, and Facebook. Those are the big five, and they make up the top 20% of the 500. So five of the, the five top companies make up 20% of the market cap of Jeez. the biggest 500 companies, and they make up 50% of the NASDAQ, which is the uh, NASDAQ 100 um, tech companies. So now, in your opinion, is that a problem? I mean, it seems to me like that's a pretty big problem. Well, I mean, yeah. So that's why you, you see um, a damaged economy and a rocketing stock market is because of all those companies actually did better not in spite of, but actually because of the lockdowns. I mean, Amazon, yeah, <laughs> that, that one things. alone, yeah. Facebook, Apple, Google, Microsoft, all of them, you know, people were using Microsoft Teams mm -hmm. for work and, uh, you know, yeah. Netflix and Zoom and th that's in the NASDAQ. Upgrading their electronics, you know, exactly. so buying new Apple devices, new Microsoft yeah. devices. And so, and so, and, and he said, uh, aside from a lockdown, but the ironic thing that I was thinking about leading, you know, um, before we started here tonight was, um, with if, if Biden wanted to go through with another lockdown, the ironic thing about that is his whole campaign was based on the wealthy paying their fair share and helping the working American. Well, who did I just say did better because of the lockdowns? Amazon, Apple, Google, Facebook, Microsoft. Those CEOs all doubled. In fact, Jeff Bezos became the richest person, and that's largely, largely in part yeah. because of Amazon's revenue, but also because their stock rocketed so much. Right, right. So he's, I think, over two hundred billion now. And as Is number that one, pre-divorce or after the divorce? That's I think after. It's after. Oh, after. It's after. after. So he's it's just after. making more money. Yeah. Wow. He, he recovered all she that. She missed out on the other half. She should have asked for shares instead of a. Oh. But, uh, and now you know. She probably has some so, shares. Yeah. Now you know. So so he's two hundred billion. Number two is Elon Musk. And he's at 100 billion. So the thing about the difference between number one and number two is double the net worth. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so yeah. Hey, just I'm getting so, a hand over fist. Yeah. Uh, in uh, well, now I lost my train of thought. No. So, um, you know, hey, so is this when when Biden talks about basically there being a stronger economy coming out of a lockdown? Is that what he's alluding to? The because you know they're trying to say that oh well if we shut down the country again then the economy is going to be stronger than ever. Which again to me makes no sense. If you shut down 
everything. We're going to go ahead and go he's back. Assuming you know, that disease, he's assuming that disease has more of an impact on the American economy than it does. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, at the end of the day, like, how are these small businesses? I mean, don't get survive? me wrong. Yeah. If you had a hundred, yeah. sure. If you had, if you had 10 million people die, you know, in, in 30 days time. Yeah, sure. Okay. That would be, uh, you know, probably that would probably affect the economy. But I mean, the fact is, is that even if you open up the country completely and allow infections to go, um, I'm not suggesting that that's not, you know, that that's not going to be detrimental to some people's lives and people, some people will die, but economically it's not, it's not really going to damage the economy. In fact, um, I, I, I mean, maybe, maybe you've got, you know, some numbers off the top of your head, but I mean, look at the hospital systems. You think mm-hmm. that the healthcare industry is not going to be making money? They're making. They're going to be making big money. Well, they're missing out on some money because they're not doing the electives, well, right? Well, they so. are. Yes, they are, and and that's why you have facilities and hospitals that have actually laid off and shut down mm-hmm. wings and whatnot. But all of that was because they expected there to be this massive wave, and then once that never really occurred, it was like, okay, you know, I guess we are going to go back to doing surgeries, and I think most of them have went back to doing. It was that, that vacuum of right of the elective surgeries and and even those that weren't elective, but I mean. I mean, it was the fact that they basically put Anything everything on COVID. hold yeah. and then and then had to uh, reopen kind of the floodgates. On I still that. can't even get a dentist appointment. I just need to get my teeth cleaned yeah. and I can't make an appointment <laughs> until the end of January. You and your first well, world problems. Yeah. I'm hey, just saying. Like, is real. Don't attack her because well, of those champagne issues. She came in complaining about her pool cleaner, <laughs> you know, and having issues and, uh, and needing a new pump for her pool. And I mean. Well, yeah, the lucky so, thing is, is I'm in technology and apparently they're the top five yeah, yeah. so <laughs> i did okay COVID. well and and this kind of gets in into maybe some of the the deep state of things but um you Why know you if, if they want to if they want to <laughs> lock us down again what they would then want to do is provide more stimulus and right. i always i always say that no matter who is in office who really want, runs the world is the central banks yes uh and there's there's actually a book um by stephen milford goodson called the a history of central banking and the enslavement of mankind it's actually mm-hmm. banned for a long time yes there's a book about the history of central banking imagine that uh so it's like what do hitler and and uh, julius caesar and these roman empires all have in common is they wanted central banking so during the lockdown since march the federal reserve's balance sheet increased from oh, four man. trillion to 7.1 trillion and that's of course just the balance sheet they show you there's like always two balance <laughs> sheets but how did they grow that much and so if they can provide more stimulus make people more dependent um, on that central bank then we get what's called the totalitarian tiptoe where we eat you're, you're getting closer and closer to more of a state-run government if, if right now 57 percent of the uh, gdp is from the federal government that means 43 percent is from private corporations well dalton so is that the problem that a lot of people have right there. now yeah wait a minute wait a minute hold on a second let me back up see he did have so you're saying <laughs> you're, you're saying that 57 percent of the american gdp is direct government spending or it's somehow a derivative of government somehow, action. Yes, yes, uh, related to yeah, government action. So it's and, not uh, government that was spending. From, uh, it's 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 just somehow related, and that's in the yeah. United States or worldwide. In the United States. Yeah, United States, and that was from uh, George Gammon, uh, who's a great follow as well. If you're into this, yeah, stuff. he's not saying that the yeah. federal government is writing a check, right. and those checks equal the 57, 58 percent yeah. that he's discussing. He's saying the actions of so regulation required additional. 
um, reporting all those that actually create additional jobs, safety, exp- and, uh, making sure that you have the right light, like all that kind of right. additional regulation and required. I was shocked to, to learn money. Jeffrey was telling me that uh, like nine hundred thousand people in Puerto Rico work for the government. Oh yeah, and that's like not and really that's, any other and job. That's, and that's roughly <laughs> well, well the the reason why that's a problem is that it's like roughly a third of the population, and I'm like that's why the liberal leaning parties of the population yeah. works for the government that's crazy well that's why the liberal leaning parties in puerto rico continue to do so well because anybody that's come through with any conservative leaning uh policies have always been uh to further uh to reduce the dependence uh on on the american it means you're gonna lose your job i mean you've got at least a third of the people in the country that are scared of you because they might lose their job that's just crazy so coming back to the the main point i think what's going to probably happen is that and the senate has already said this uh, that we're probably going to have another stimulus package Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. down the pike i do think i do think they're going to refill ppp i think they're going to do a lot of things to have additional stimulus when it comes to that they've been advocating for and this might be in regards to the uh, executive orders that uh, that the Biden administration might hit is uh, automatically if it's if you have student loans of less than fifty thousand dollars, they're going to forgive it and move on, which is mm. a crazy concept. I'm sorry, but I am okay with that because yes. I've been waiting because to pay it my benefits you personally. <laughs> yes, and I don't Only qualify because for anything. It benefits <laughs> because it benefits you personally. I don't qualify for anything. So poor you know what? If people, I got to deal with four years or Biden, I'm taking the student loan. <laughs> poor people. Poor people. Should shouldn't oh have to pay gosh. poor people shouldn't have to pay off middle class and wealthy people's loans. That's exactly yeah. what the position is from the Republican side that you are going to you're going to use the, the labor and the and the and the funds of the poor to pay I for mean, the middle I class. I mean I made my choices education. and I'm not complaining. I made my I made my choices. But I did 10 years. I signed up for 10 years was on the hook to get 2 years of college paid yep. for. I mean, I'm just saying, so, I can pay my stuff, so there's but a I way. haven't there is want a, to give it away. There's a way for people yeah, to go to, to college back, in this Jody. country. Roll it back a little. So uh, I want to give sort of maybe an actionable takeaway for people that are listening and watching, um, because as we're talking about stimulus, government spending, for more and more and more uh, debt happening, um, what can we do? for ourselves to to um, combat it. And so what we're ultimately seeing is that the dollar, the value of the dollar is going to decrease dramatically because of how much printing we're doing and how much more debt we're adding, especially under a Biden administration will only increase. So go buy a so, house. So exactly. So and first of all, I have to say this as a disclaimer. This is not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. You know, make your own decisions. This is education only. And I have a a YouTube channel, Gratos Capital, that I talk about this stuff and Hey-o. I talk about the markets and everything. <laughs> but um, so as the value of the dollar goes down, we don't want to hold on to dollars. We want to hold on to assets because those assets are going to go up, not necessarily because right. they're going up, because, but because it's going to take more weak dollars to purchase those assets. But wouldn't that really only come to play, uh, you know, if the global economy recovers faster than the American economy, because honestly, with the coronavirus obviously affecting everything globally, I mean, I think the only way the American dollar actually, you know, devalues is if we start doing poorly and everybody else starts doing better. Yeah, I don't, Mm -hmm. I think there will be a decoupling of what the, so at the at this moment, and this was released in Bloomberg. I'm I, asking. I think, by the way, I was Dalton yeah, about this yeah. a little. Is that the U.S. the average U.S. household is in a much better financial 
position than it has been in decades, which mm-hmm. is a weird thing to say out loud, knowing that you still have because what, 10 million people, people still unemployed. Because people else. made $6,000 more per year in the Trump, in the Trump economy so what per the, household. The issue is this, that with the reduction of household spending and the increase of paying debt off, more U.S. households are, are in a better financial stability than they were in the last few decades, which means that the purchasing power of individual households has increased, which, again, makes absolutely no sense mm-hmm. if you talk about it out loud yeah, yeah. in this corona environment. But, I mean, just look at this table. Who has yeah. been so, economically devalued because of the current state? So my question for Dalton, then. Yeah. I have a yeah. question for Dalton, then. So... Uh, how, how does that work in practice? I, underst- practice, I understand yeah. what you're saying about not holding on to dollars and, and purchasing assets because the assets will increase in value mm-hmm. and all that. Okay, but those I got assets that. are clocked okay. into with the U.S. I, dollar. I, I don't I, agree. I, I, I don't I, agree that the U.S. dollar is going to okay. go down. Well, I so assuming what he's saying is true because inflation does cause okay yeah. printing Mass money inflation. causes inflation, inflation and that causes yeah. dollar. Okay, so let's just assume all that's true. Okay. So you're telling me to go buy like a second home. Uh, I'm supposed to go buy a wheat field. I mean, like, what am I doing? Um, what am I doing with this cash? Because here's the thing: ultimately, I have to then turn that thing back into cash. I mean, like, right. to, to to ever do anything with it. So, so what am I, what am I buying? A good good what hedges against buying? against the dollar. Obviously, stocks because those will be inflated. But also gold, silver. And cryptocurrencies as well. And a lot of people don't understand cryptocurrencies. I can't eat gold. <laughs> no, but I you can sell gold later. For but, dollars. Yeah, That's yeah. my point. And then you're just trading it back in for that same. I, with the I value of it. I understand, I understand the conversation in regard. And again, it's a great conversation to have that people assume that the dollar is going to go down. Okay. Uh, last time I remember, like Venezuela is going to start trading in U.S. dollars. So is the. So, so one of the largest oil refinery, oil reserves in the in the world. Reserves are, is the Reserves right word. in the world. Is <laughs> yeah. going to certainly stop. not producing. It's going to stop operating in their dollar. Their um, dinero, and they're going to start moving into U.S. dollars, pesos, mm-hmm. hey, pesos. I get the argument of inflation. I get all that argument, but at the end of the day, the U.S. dollar is one of the most valuable yeah, sure. currencies in the world. And unless we tank in, literally, unless we tank, that's the thing. But the we could old, tank. No, we cannot so, tank. Well, there's there's more, China's China's uh, more U.S. Yeah, but if you talk to some military guys about China, but, but we might not be number one. But Anibal, like, but Anibal's point is, Anibal's <laughs> yeah. point is, if the if the U.S. currency, which is the world reserve currency, Correct. if we actually collapse, the whole world, the, the whole, whole world the whole thing, right. get your aircraft carriers yeah. ready, yeah. Yeah. because the whole thing's going down. So I have a question in practice <laughs> for Dalton then. So I think what you're saying is is that if you're holding dollars, you're getting 0.00% from your bank. So you're not making any money right. off your dollars. Or negative due to inflation. Or, or, or yeah. negative due to inflation. But if you go ahead and take some of the dollars you have now and you buy an asset. I know, I, cars suck, I know, but like <laughs> but even though used car price of used cars are going up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you if you um if you buy a little apartment We'll just say uh, some kind of condo or something, all right? And you buy it today. You're saying that between those two things, holding the dollars in a bank account and holding on to a, a, a real property asset like a condo or a house, you're saying that when you eventually cash in, mm-hmm. whether you pull out the dollars from the bank account or you pull out the cash from the property, you're saying you are going to end up with 
more cash right. coming back out of the property because yeah. it's going to appreciate in value. Appreciate so, in value as the dollar decreases in value. Right. That's and not necessarily true, though. Can I ask right. a question, though, before we argue with it? So I'm curious, though, like, is there something that people should be possibly doing differently with their 401ks instead of holding on to that cash? Like, instead of dropping 10% into your 401k, should you just be doing your match and then oh, taking the be- rest out and oh, do okay. it? Because, yeah. like, I put yeah, yeah. So you got to do the match. match. you got to do the match. Well, oh, yeah. like, I do 10% into my <laughs> no, 401k, I yeah. but I get a match at 6 so should so I take that other 4% and, then, right, and be putting right. it into something yeah. else? Well, and then you're that you're advising or anything. You're, I mean, I'm I'm not questions now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm not and, saying you and that, do that is that is an important uh, uh, disclaimer there. But uh, yeah, well, your your 401k is in the market, the okay. stock market. So it's gonna so be okay. so you know the stock market. If it takes more dollars to buy those stocks, we're inflating the market more, uh, and then you know that will should hopefully balance things out if we see an inflation in uh, the supermarket <laughs> we'll also see more inflation <laughs> in in the stock market so hope so you should be so buy a, uh, so buy a dairy cow <laughs> buy a cow put it in your backyard yeah. i All mean right. cuz who knows these things i don't know these things i'm really interested in these things i think it's the right age group to to be I figuring out these things. conversations. Yeah. Yes. Well, look, as things evolve, and again, we don't know exactly uh, what Biden plans to do other than shut down the economy. He's not going to do anything. He's asleep it's right now. Uh, <laughs> he, is, he is. Yeah, it isn't him. It's the people behind him. And it's also yeah. not the nation. It's the particular states that are going to continue to allow In all, it. Like, yeah. serious, not even joking. Like, not even joking. Does anybody actually believe that Biden is going to be able to to work more than like four hours a day. No. Seriously. No. Like straight up. No. No, I'd say probably on average. That's probably what it'll average out to. But there's going to be a lot more. How does it work in the White House? They're just going to put them on parade somewhere. But there's going to be a lot more Democratic politicians in state and local houses that are going to be pushing the narrative of what they're going to want to do. California limiting who can go to Thanksgiving. Illinois. His administration is going to be run amok. If you work in his administration, you're going to get to do whatever you want. No, it's going to be run by the lobbyists and the advisors and and probably the Clintons and you know, right. everybody's going to have a, a, a door. And right, uh, and right. honestly, I mean, again. Um, Big payday. Washington's yeah. happy. You know, no, all, all the lobbyists, I'm sure, are lobbyists incredibly are happy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, because Trump shut out a lot of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and obviously we can, that's a whole nother topic as to, you know, who filled that, that role, but, uh, but Trump shut out a lot of those lobbying groups. And, uh, that's exactly why a lot of these Republican consultants and former administration people were so ticked off at him was because they got left out in the cold, but mm-hmm. all right. Thank you again, everybody for watching the yard sign. Uh, don't forget you can subscribe to the audio version of our podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, audible, and Amazon now, uh, all over the web. Uh, you can find the audio version of our podcast for the video version. Uh, make sure you subscribe and uh, and follow the show on YouTube and Facebook as well. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you to Don uh, doing a great job there. We'll definitely be having you back to talk some more economic stuff. I'm sure Anibal would like to have some reinforcements <laughs> on the uh, economic topics. Uh, Biden's transition executive orders. This is something that did not make as much noise as it should have because there's some pretty scary stuff in there. Uh, Biden, of course, already laying out what 
his plan is going to be, as I said at the beginning of the show, uh, for the next uh, 100 days or the first 100 days of his administration. Uh, certainly much like Trump did with the Obama administration, they are now going to go uh, and come after uh, the Trump's agenda and try to undo a lot of those things. Uh, I, I think uh, Nebel or Jody has the, the list, but right off the top, I mean, they're going to put us right back into the Paris Accord. Um, you, you guys have the other ones. What are some of the other ones? Obamacare is going to try to salvage Obamacare. We're going back into the World Health Organization. It's right, going to uh, repeal yeah. what Trump pulled out there. So I'm sure he's going to keep um, Fauci on the, on the payroll as well as he does that. <laughs> um, repeal almost all of the travel bans from Muslim-majority countries and reinstate Dreamers. Um, the Dreamers, that's what I got yeah, on the, the list. The Dreamers situation yeah. is a little bit unique. It's because he cannot grant a path to citizenship. He can only issue right. a bill to Congress, which the Senate will kill. Right. right. What else? Um, okay, so... I we, mean, to me, again, you know, the WHO one and, and the Paris Accord are the ones to me that seem like the biggest waste of time. I feel like the I World mean, Health we, Organization, like, why are we even... Well, all we're yeah. doing... All, yeah. that, that you could literally call those executive orders... We're going to cut a check and we're yeah. going to give it to the That's exactly World right. Health Organization. And then we're going to cut a check and give it to a bunch of third world yeah. countries because we feel bad for being rich. Well, and I could see if the World Health Organization hadn't like recanted on itself over the last eight months. They like, were a disaster. Like everything that they've said, they've come yeah. out and said we were wrong. And so I, yep. it's not just like disaster. a, hey, we're mad at Trump because he decided to defund them. It's like a, dude, they literally weren't doing their job at all. And anytime, and I say this all the time, if you don't do your job well, you shouldn't be doing it, right? And like, uh, it's not even a Trumper thing with the World Health Organization. No. They I, sucked yeah. Yeah. so bad. Same for the CDC, though. So bad. A lot of the UN itself sucks so bad. My issues with the UN are notable on this on this. Well, and the podcast. Paris Accord makes no sense because we were already outperforming yeah. uh, all of the other countries based on the environmental metrics that they wa they wanted us to adhere to. I it's mean, a matter of us stroking the check. Well, we, and meanwhile, we China's still a mess. Stuff. India's yeah. still a mess. I mean, these countries aren't doing anything to improve their, their uh, environmental situation. Uh, you're not going to let them go through their economic development like we were given that is rude and that is <laughs> yeah, that yeah. whatever weren't we like the first country that had to come into order and pay money and make everything work like it was just us and everybody else was what 10 years behind us in the in Paris Accord like when from, they had to actually make their their climate yeah, changes of course so yeah. it, it was just like for us it's like oh good America here you go get in it you because lead the way all, you figure it all out you put all the technology and time and stuff in and then we'll just pick it up on the back end at the discount rate because later. the the united nations the who and everybody involved in the paris accord these are all what they want to label themselves as anti-imperialist countries yep. they still think that the united states is an imperialist country and that's why obama actively tried to reduce our role in global politics because he wanted to put us on a level playing field when again the only reason that the, the country or the world is in any kind of stability right now is thanks to uh, the, the american Trump. military and the american government it's this weird self-hate i don't get it mm -hmm. i it's 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 like it's like the left it's guilt it, it's like the left has this self-hatred that it somehow is. then makes them feel morally superior like like oh we're you know we're this bad country so let me put us down to make myself feel better no the rest of the world 
is is literally dying to come here. Right. And if you go to most countries and you start telling them about America's, you know, faults or whatever, they're going to be like, uh, yeah, so what? We've got like warlords running crazy yeah. over here. Yeah. Are you headed back now? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm li- I'd like to ride with you if you're headed back. I mean, you know, I think Anibal was mentioning something about civil war uh, starting back up in Africa. I mean, most of the world is dying to get here. We're the only, we're literally like one of the few countries where if you opened up the gates completely, people don't leave. Correct. Yeah. People start. only come in. They right. don't leave. No one's leaving. Yeah. So, uh, well, you know, and again, this is they're they're going to try to roll back a lot of the a lot of Trump's policies. Um, but again, this is where his legacy is truly going to be felt, which is in the court system. You know, the federal court, yep. uh, the Supreme Court. You um, can't roll that back. Hey, we already the elections. Act, we actually already won the election because we got two hundred <laughs> federal court. We got two hundred federal yeah. judges appointed, and we got uh, confirmed. I should say, and we got three Supreme Court justices confirmed. So honestly. From a policy standpoint and a legal standpoint, the republic will survive yeah. for the well, near future. Well, look to Enable's point. Enable made the you know made this point in previous episodes, which is that obviously it's not great that by all accounts it seems like Trump has lost the presidential election, but when you look at the national scale at which this election went. I mean, Republicans just destroyed the Democratic Party. I mean, they won the White House, right? But I mean, uh, when it comes to Congress, when it comes to uh, state houses, uh, state legislatures, uh, on down, even in some cases at the local level, I mean, it was a huge sweep. We are going to see and feel the ramifications of a D, of the Democrats not taking where the priority is. They're assuming that the war was for the White House. The war wasn't for the White House. The war was for the local electors. And those are the individuals that are going to to now redraw redistricting lines in Texas, in Florida, in Georgia, in the Carolinas, where we have control of those those state houses, which then we get to dictate how those get cut, cut, cut apart. All these states, yep. uh, blue states that are losing population, that are losing congressional yep. house seats, are going to feel that pain for a, now another decade. When well, we Arizona's yeah. going to pick up a when, seat or when two. We, when Arizona we pick up a seat. When we won in 2010, mm-hmm. and we were able to build that that role of power up again, we did it again in 2020. We did what the war really is, and that's taking control on the local level. And well, we're like you said, we're, where, where it's going to really pay off is uh, when all these states and even Congress starts to do their uh, redistricting. Uh, so I think the Republicans completely control 27 states. I think something like that. And You're then they have, right on the 20th. I think it's 27 completely, like governor and everything. And then I think um, it's like it's like 35 where they uh, control the legislature. Like I think like they have the Republicans have the legislature in, in uh, Pennsylvania, I think. They lost another. But, but not the governorship, right? During and so, the Obama administration, the Democrats lost a thousand state state house seats right so even if you have a a a democrat governor you know some of these you know some of these states are still you know if you're not you know if the governor doesn't play ball with the republicans they can't get anything done so to nebel's point redistricting should be beneficial to the republicans that redistricting for those that uh want to talk about courts and fairness and all that redistricting is a political process Mm -hmm. that is uh and you know that is uh uh, comes through legislation that's done by politicians. It's a it's a it's a legislative thing, and 
it's a political process. So, um, yeah, I, it looks like, you know, uh, Arizona will probably pick up a seat. Uh, Florida will, um, Florida's you know, picking up two. And, yeah, we'll probably pick up two and, and the Northeast continues to lose. So, uh, you know, these, these states in the, in the North and out on the West coast, they continue to shed, uh, residents. So they continue to shed dish, uh, seats. And if the Republicans do it right, uh, then they give themselves the opportunity to to maybe take over the house. The problem that we're going to see in, in the 20, future, 22. the problem that we're going to see in the future, in regard, yeah, mm-hmm. in regards to what the country looks like, is that we need to. Um, I think the number was only forty four counties in the country, almost account for like sixty percent of the GDP, which is becoming a problem. Whereas it's it used to be a lot more spread out. The, the earning population was more spread out. Now it's very centralized. Well, is that going to change states. with the riots? Because well, no, I that, mean, but that's changing. Hey, burn with, your city down if you want to. You Democrats, burn your, burn your own cities down, Democrats. I mean, that's, that's what they're doing. You're but burning down changing, your own city. But that's changing mm-hmm. with coronavirus, so people are now moving. If you're a business, out. do you move into the city or do you try to find like a little suburb that's like out of the mix? Right? I mean, you try to get out of the city. These yeah, days. I mean, if yeah. you're a big yeah. business, why would you want to? be in any major city i can't even understand it again this shows that the we're moving out of your state completely yeah this show again if it's if it comes down to where the president trump lost his uh, his presidency because of a hundred thousand votes spread out through two or three different states that shows that we're going to take back the house in 2020 20, 2022 2022 and is what yep. it's going to show and i think it's going to happen if someone can have the same kind of energy mm-hmm. and oomph and just not tweet as much you win Don't 24. Oh, that's yeah. going to be old. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's going to be and that's going to be Crenshaw. Oh, you're, oh, you're making a prediction. Crenshaw. You're making a prediction. Crenshaw. That, yeah, I like that. Yeah. My prediction is that we take back it's the house. Not going to be Crenshaw. <laughs> I think it's 2024. It's, it's going to be. It's going to be somebody with the last so. name that starts with T. I'm not saying <laughs> maybe, yeah, his son maybe. No, I mean, the son's no, not no, 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 Ivanka, man, Ivanka's the one that's gonna. I think. Right, did you say Ivanka I, last week too? Because I, I did. I, I think she's. I, I think. I think she can come out of nowhere. Now, did you and, see my Joe? Did you see my prediction for Ivanka? Like her, no. what her next step's gonna be? No, what? And it makes complete sense. What? Right, because the Trumps technically, well, maybe not Ivanka, but you know, the Donald obviously is now Florida resident, resident of Palm Beach County. Oh, Ooh. I see yeah. where you're going. Yeah. Where so you're going. Ivanka versus Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Are they? You think she takes her out, man? I mean, what's I do. the? I mean, in Miami, I think she's the heartbeat. only person that can take heartbeat. her out. But but what's? Isn't that one of those districts where it's like sixty forty or fifty five? Like, isn't that one of those districts where the Democrat what, wins no what matter what? District is. That I don't one think though? it's. I don't think it's that bad, and I think she could. She's one of the anomalies that could win it. So also, it'll be a midterm. Hey, hey, she runs. She can run right in twenty twenty two. Yeah. And if but it the doesn't question work is, out, is she a Florida resident or is she a New York resident? I think she I, might still I, be. I think a New she York just has resident. to establish residency a, tw- a year out. I think. Yeah. Well, I know, so, but yeah, that's yeah. what you know. So, what, so, what depends so on what her preference. So is. she runs for that. If she doesn't win, I think she has she, a better shot in Florida than she does in New York. Yes, oh yeah, yes, by leaps yes, and yes, leaps yes. And this, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why people say like, "Oh, Trump, New York." Like, no, nah, whatever. He's not winning anything. Trump won a few extra seats in New York, District Eleven and District Twenty Two in New York were flips. I mean, yeah. that's but Staten that's Island. not the that's city. Yeah, okay. Come on. Come on. Yeah. That has the tip of Manhattan as well. So oh. so one thing as oh. as that's like a, a silver lining as we're kind of talking about um, 
control or at least balance it within the government. And I think we have a lot of American patriots that really love this country that are concerned about seeing our values um, being turned over to a, a, a far uh, left or, or Marxist um, ideal. And one thing that I always like to focus on and remind people is, as I think one thing Trump really did um, very well during his, his years as president that is going to leave a lasting impact is, of course, number one, the, the Supreme Court. But not only that, but 200 plus federal and district judges that he appointed mm-hmm. that are going to be objective and, and uphold the Constitution, which is really something that no matter what side you're on, you should you know be proud of. Yeah, I think you're right. It's going to yeah. help us in the long run, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Taxes is what's going to be detrimental. I think the Biden's already said he's going to reverse the taxes. And if, if the tax, if the corporate tax rate goes up, he's going to do it. He's that's, increase talk it. about a killer, man. That that to the economy, that would be like one of the fastest ways to contract job growth. That would be like the that that overnight. Because remember when it went from thirty five to twenty one overnight you had companies doing things like like Walmart as an example they had no choice i mean they had to raise their 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 starting their starting wage at all of their stores and they did apple and, and, apple and brought all, a whole ton of their money back yeah, into into yeah the all that repatriation of money i mean it was just oh man it was huge it was just yeah. a, such a shot in the arm yeah. for him to go back on that for political brand it's not gonna all right so we're gonna get to the rapid fire portion of the show as we start to wrap it up uh this is of course uh what you're watching all right it's the uh uh, stories that we didn't get to today but you are going to be watching closely and maybe make it on to the next show so we'll start we'll throw our newbie under uh we'll throw him in the deep end here uh to get his take uh dalton what's the story that you're watching that we, we didn't get to discuss today oh boy um well um we we didn't get to discuss it um, it in f- full. Um, I was looking at actually um, Joe Biden's COVID advisor. So he was saying, you know, we were talking about plans to uh, to lock down the economy had, uh, again. Right. Um, they came out recently, and of course, you know, people say these things and then they backpedal a little bit if they face opposition. But I think what he said most recently is actually maybe worse. <laughs> he says we're not in a place where we're saying shut the whole country down. Um, but we're thinking more like a series of restrictions that we will dial up and down depending on how bad a spread is taking place in a specific region. Just, just trust us. So no, we'll make the rules. No, yeah, they have no <laughs> You know, you just listen go. to us. Yeah. Don't <laughs> ask questions. Is that the same guy that said that, uh, you know, after 75 years of age, it's okay to die or something like that? <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. It was some horrible, horrible quote. He's like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. after 75, yeah. you know, I just yeah. kind of let life take its course, you know. Yeah. Um, anyways, it reminds me of the uh, the death panels um, in that <laughs> whole situation. Over, I'm over coronavirus. All right, Joe. Yes, people are. <laughs> What's the story it. we uh, we missed tonight? Um, I guess uh, probably in the next. From what I'm hearing, okay, in the next 12 to 24 months, maybe things are different in the local Hillsborough County Republican Party. Hmm. I'm not making oh, any. I'm not. I'm not making any predictions. <laughs> I'm not making any predictions. I, I'm trying to have some conversations. I'm just trying to listen to people, mm. and we're trying to find a way uh, that we can just, you know, grow and 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 bring about some positive change. And hopefully, that happens um, in a way in which you know, kind of everybody stays on board, and we can just kind of keep everybody that's there, but maybe add to it. So, cool. I know a lot of people are talking about it. We'll see if anything happens. I like I, it. I have no comment on that. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I'll I'll be optimistic on uh, on this one. I'm not a member. Should I join? Should yeah. I join while all this is going? On? Well, that's going to be after the show. Yeah, we'll get into a, that. Off Jody, what story are you watching? Um, I am actually watching the um, changes to the citizenship test. So, oh, good one. Funny oh, story. I we were going to take that. No, we decided to do it later because we're all going to take. A practice citizen test That's and right. see if it's any live. of us. Uh, we should do it live. Yeah. Uh, oh, we no study. It's the twenty. It's the We're going to see if any of us would pass. So I'm watching that. It's not really new news. No, Johnny could ask the question, and we have to write it down quickly. Quickly, we write it down quickly. You get you know ten seconds, and you move on, and then we score it. And we get our, yeah. and then we we have somebody off 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 mic, off, you know, <laughs> we're scoring it. Just off. Oh, and, and then, then we could get little flags. And then we get it, and then we get <laughs> our get test results yeah. back. And right. it all has to happen live, and no studying I like on that. our so system here. That's what I'm going to follow, I and I'm going to get practice week. tests together for it. No, you, no, uh, we're going to check the, we're going to check your. There's cookies a list of 128. We're going to random. Everybody has to show their Google search yeah, we history. Can't do the whole thing. <laughs> your Google search history has to be open. Well, you get to practice for. I don't know that I go that far. <laughs> All right, so we're going to practice a citizenship test, and then we're going to come and do the 20-question deal. Yeah. 20 questions, you can roll through that real fast. Yeah, we yeah. can. Hey, like I, I had a former professor used to say, either you know the answer, either you know oh, it you or don't. you don't. There's, right. no, there's no reason for you to have to sit there and think about it. I'm That's sorry. Right. I've, I've continued on with my rapid fire. Nemo. I like it. No, I like it. Go ahead, Nemo. <laughs> Yours is entertaining. Mine's not going to be entertaining whatsoever. I'm stoked about a citizenship yeah, test. I think I know Nemo's answer, but yeah. So All right. Now, now Joe wants to come back next week. What's the punishment for failing? Oh, yeah, because I won't be here next week. If you oh. if you fail, oh, what's the so punishment? So we got to hold on to it. Yeah. I'm going to think about that as well. You Actually, get kicked the, off the show. You're off the You're off the show. You immediately. immediately. you have to wear a Biden? You immediately. No, no, no. You're immediately off the show. For that, I think that for, that, for the rest of the show. I think that would be a you great get kicked one off for the next show. week. We don't you have, have to sit Jonathan. in the corner. You have to sit and in the dark no, corner over there behind Dalton. Yeah, with, with you have like to a, sit in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I like it. With a cap. And then you can just reference that person every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. You know? What do you think? Oh, never mind. You don't have a mic. You don't have a mic because you're not an American. This show will be taking away citizenship papers. Yeah. Oh, a lot. That, this that's what the power that this show has now. Exactly. I, I have citizenship. I just have a passport. Oh, let's count? not go there right now with your superstore situation. Unable, what country's getting overthrown today? So, uh, in uh, international <laughs> news with countries that are fallen, uh, Peru is on its third president in the less than a week. So, Peru. They had an election or? They had, they had no. Overthrow. So, the oh, wow. court, the uh, Congress <laughs> in Peru is uh, is the um, opposition party, and they voted the president out. Bless you, bless, bless you. you. Voted him Excuse out me. last week. They oh, got another person to become president. Uh, he lasted six days after he tried to take control of Peru. Yeah, he got he resigned yesterday. And today, the new sworn-in president, his name is Francisco. He's an well, engineer. They're all trying to pull a Venezuela. You know what so I mean? So that's really what's happening in Peru. Uh, Ethiopia wow. is uh, on the brink of civil war with Eritrea and the other. Um, then Nigeria is a mess too, isn't it? 
uh, that's on another plane completely. Yeah. In Ethiopia, is that religious? Is that what the, is that no, a religious issue? No, with that one, it's um, they're diamonds. Up, so with Ethiopia, it's a it's a federalistic society at the moment, and their regions are broken down by um, culture and religious purposes. Right. And so they're trying to make it to where it's less federal and more top heavy. And there are some districts in Ethiopia that are upset about it. And they started bombing uh, Eritrea, which is a completely different country. Of course. And the last one from this one uh, this week is Armenia basically took it in it the... It was one story in Ebola. I know. Yeah, kidding, go ahead. The world, <laughs> the world is burning and this supports my theory <laughs> Look, that the US Armenia dollar is, sending is over not more going anywhere anytime care. soon with <laughs> okay. that person back there okay. saying that the green that the, You that can't the just print ball. it out of thin air. Yes, you can if you're American. I mean, it's all electronic now, been American lately? We can do whatever we want. The federal government in 2013 almost printed out a trillion dollar coin. Yeah, that's exactly Look what that we're up, people oh, of America. Man. We can do what we want. China? Really? You want to talk about something? We can forgive our own debt like this. People don't know. Yeah, we what are, are going to do America. We can do what we want. So I, I, I actually thought, I actually thought Trump. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What color is my passport? It's blue. I can do whatever I want. I, so I thought Trump was just going to tell China as punishment for, for COVID. I thought Trump was going to be like, yeah, we don't owe you anything. Hey, 60 yeah. more days. 60 more days. Anything can oh, who's going to get pardoned? Because you know Trump. Trump, you know, you know Trump doesn't care. Trump's gonna pardon himself. Anyone with a Trump he's gonna, last name is he's gonna, gonna get pardoned. Everybody in the Trump administration is gonna get a pardon. Like as you leave on the last day, he's just gonna <laughs> like just pardon You're everybody. Seven, that's, that's the be like Oprah. I mean, it's be like Oprah's favorite things up in the White House. No, like Trump's in all no, in all seriousness, we know that Trump is not afraid to pardon controversial people anytime he wants to. So what's he gonna do in the last? month you just start handing them out. who's oh, gonna get it's pardoned gonna, it's gonna be on a Is, printer that, that's mm -hmm. the, the way that's gonna happen i think he's gonna do something i don't know i, I don't think he cares that much about anybody else other than himself hey. oh i think it's just gonna I he's gonna he's, do it to aggravate other I people exactly. not because I think he's he part cares. of the public who's the guy that's in russia anymore. right now for the week okay. Snowden. But, but if, Snowden. if, if, if that's oh, but, yeah. if, but johnny Snowden. if that's the way he felt why why did why did he why did he do what he did on you know the prison reform and and getting some of the people out of jail that were literally there for non what i thought that was a racist i don't understand because I think that was genuinely. I think for him, it again, it's a, it was about moving the needle. <laughs> that it was, was about Ivanka and Jared. Yeah, I mean, that was a Jared well, thing. And Kim, was, Kim Jong Un, Kardashian. Oh yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. I, you know when Kanye called him up? Hey, I want to come up to the White House. You know Trump's probably like. Oh, Kim the coming? Biggest, <laughs> the biggest New Year's Eve party in, in the White House. Oh, party! <laughs> it was all crazy. Hey, Kim could be the first lady. You never know. <laughs> For Trump, it was all about Sorry. celebrity. For Trump, it was all about celebrity. I yeah, think, the marketing, yeah. I think if, if if Trump had a little bit more of a party animal in him, I mean, I think he we would have seen a very similar presidency to the Reagan administration, oh, yeah. where you would have seen, and especially if he had more of Hollywood support, you would have seen parties and dinners and all this kind of stuff. I think anytime. Trump brought in uh, a rapper, whether it was Kanye or Van Jones or Kim Kardashian. It was all about uh, uh, the visibility. It was all about making right. those headlines and and being among the celebrities. He's always wanted. I mean, again, he is a celebrity. What other yeah. developer do you know is a media celebrity? Is a national celebrity like he is? Right. 
you know, and and he's been wanting to be a celebrity, a socialite, a uh, a figure uh, of our culture for forty years. Well, and he has been. Well, he has been. Well, that's what I'm saying. But that has been by design. He's been he's been doing that by design. He is. He, I do find he it understood ironic, at an early age yeah. how powerful it was to be a media figure, yeah. and 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 so that's why he always knew how to manipulate the media and get headlines and, yeah. and stay favorable with the public. These next sixty days are going to be wild, and I'm so excited. <laughs> he hasn't tweeted in eight days, and people are going crazy. He's been, he's sure? been tweeting. Nah. He's, been no, he's been very chill. No, he hasn't. No, he he's been, been tweeting. I've won the election. No, he's been yeah. tweeting. I won. He's the been day. tweeting, but he hasn't been speaking much. Yeah, right. yeah. But he's been tweeting. He hasn't been speaking for eight days. He's been yeah. saying stupid the, stuff on his tweets. Hey, he can say whatever he wants. It is he what can. it is. It's you know america's gonna miss trump i mean you know i think when I when when we're eight to ten years when we're eight to ten eight to ten twelve years out for trump watch and see how he's viewed when we look back well again we're going people are gonna back, say, people are gonna say we never we're going back to boring old politics people, people yeah, are gonna yeah. say we never had it the economy was never as good as it was then we should have went back to watch that's why I actually think that he has a chance in 2024 to drop that bomb no, right there. I think he has. No. <laughs> I don't think he's going to. I think he because he's going to get to come back and say, hey, I, I, I made a no. couple mistakes. I said a couple things that were offensive. I'm sorry. I, he's I, never going to. I'm going to chill out a little bit. I'm going to chill out a little bit. <laughs> but we're going to get back to winning and let's make America great again. He he's going to come out. He's going to come again, out and say. Again. No. He years old. He was. No. He'd be 77. He'd be 77. We got to wrap it up. Well, again, I mean, <laughs> bombs <laughs> over Baghdad, and, and, and Biden is seventy-seven. He's too old now, or seventy-eight. Well, that's what I'm saying. All right, there's the. Uh, the <laughs> I'm not going to drop the whole fault. I'm not great. Don't do that. Not great. Okay. Thank you, everybody, so much for watching the Yard Sign, the most important, and relevant podcast in politics. Uh, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you again to Dalton Grados, Joe Wicker, Jody Lopes, and Enable Cabrera. Thank you uh, to everybody who uh, is uh, watching this. Sorry, we couldn't uh, bring you in on the show live this time. Uh, but we'll get that sorted out before next week. Um, what? It's Thanksgiving. Aren't we taking a break? I don't know. We haven't decided. We were going to discuss uh, that today. I know. It, it's sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jody. All right. So we're going to figure out what we're going to do next week. Um, but uh, nonetheless, uh, make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. And again, for all of the episodes, the video version of the show is also on YouTube. And subscribe to the audio push, uh, version of the show on Apple, Spotify, Google. Uh, um, man, man, I had them down all show. It's Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, Amazon, Amazon. Audible uh, podcast platforms. Uh, thank you so much to everybody for watching. Bears beat Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Boom. What? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>